The impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on March 30th, 2022. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk a lot in this show about public education and some of what's going on locally here in California as well with that. Uh, but before we get to that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. <laughs> so public ed, um, maybe we could jump right into the first graphic here. Uh, I guess Congress not too long ago, it's saying, did a uh, uh, joint economic uh, committee. They did a report, I guess. And one of the findings that they had in this report was uh, and it's something we're all sort of aware of, the zip code tyranny that goes on with uh, the government monopoly in public schools. You know, you're sort of uh, tied to whatever zip code that you're uh, happen to be living in. Um, and of course, this causes there to be a disparity between the schools where um, essentially your peer group is going to be a richer peer group if you happen to live in a nicer zip code and, and your peer group's likely to be a, you know, um, you know, have a lot more economic problems if you happen to live in other zip codes. And this this report actually, though they 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 kind of quantified that a little bit, and that was what was so um, uh, interesting about it, I thought. And so Reason put this uh, article out the other day, and in the report they found that uh, a highly rated public school, essentially, you would have to spend about four times as much on the property value in order to get into that one as you do for a poorly performing public school. So, you know, I mean, again, this is the, you know, one of the consequences of our, uh, I guess, our fetish for having this government run everything, you know, and I mean, the idea of the public schools, you know, I, I think a lot of libertarians might be okay with public funding of schools, but the idea, why on earth does government have to deliver the education? You know, why can't the money be handed out? And just like with uh, a food stamp, you can go to a Raley's or you can go to a Safeway or you can go to, uh, you know, uh, some other venue to get your groceries. They don't have a government store that you have to show up at and buy all your groceries. And why on earth do we do that with public schools? And uh, let, let me hand this off to you guys. What do you guys think about this? This is this is the work of the teachers unions, you know, that that caused this zip code, this zip code um, tyranny to be enforced. And it is really, it is really enforced in, in sometimes some very horrible ways. In that very article you just referred to, you spoke about that. Um, uh, um, the, the article spoke about a woman by the name of Kelly uh, Williams um, Bowler. This was just a hardworking woman, uh, a mom, trying to get her kids better educated. And of course, the zip code tyranny was there and, and being enforced. This is happening in Ohio. This woman used her father's address to send her kids to a better to a better school. Anyway, it, it was finally discovered. She was arrested and charged, prosecuted, 
Um, I think the, the sentence was eventually um, uh, suspended. But this is what happens with this zip code tyranny. It is turning average Americans into criminals. That's what's happening. Just because you want a better education for your children. The people who are suffering the most from this zip code tyranny are black and brown kids in the inner cities of America. And nobody seemed to care. You know, these liberals, these leftists, they love to tell us all about equity. We need equity. But they don't mind the disequity that we are seeing right now going on between suburban schools and inner city public schools. They don't mind that at all. But we have to change this. And school choice is the only answer. We have to have school choice. I mean, universal school choice. I mean, they are talking about doing this thing about open enrollment. Open enrollment is a step in the right direction, but it is not school choice as we need it. We do need school choice where parents can take the money, the uh, taxpayer dollars, and use it wherever they see fit to educate their children. This is what we need to solve many of these problems that we are seeing right now in public education. Well, yeah. Um, my father uh, had an auto parts store in a little town called Healdsburg, California. And behind it, as part of the rent of the auto parts store, was a three-room converted storage shed that is basically three rooms. So, so it had a kitchen, a little bathroom, a little tiny bathroom, and a, and a kind of a, the rest of it. And um, we lived in the, well, we lived in it all, but... Uh, Anyway, instead of um, uh, maybe uh, buying, uh, renting a, or buying a, a nicer, bigger place, um, and I didn't mind it. It had when it rained. It had a, a corrugated, um, you know, corrugated steel roof on it. So when it rained, it sounded really cool. And I was a kid, and I didn't care if I lived if I slept on a, a sofa bed and uh had to make my bed every day and and flip it back on, into a sofa i didn't care because i was a kid um but he sent me to the catholic uh private school and paid the tuition for it instead of sending me to the free public school up the hill um healdsburg elementary or whatever it was and uh so i went to saint john's catholic uh, school for um from second grade all the way through eighth grade and um <clears throat> I had it was probably the best education I ever had, but uh, in the private world, I I think that it would amount to the same situation where people that had more money are going to be able to afford better schools. I think that's just that's just the, the human condition. You know, you have more money, you get to afford a better car, you get to afford a bigger house, you get to afford um, more steak, you know, and on and on, and you get to have a golf club membership and play golf. But if you don't, then all those things are marginalized. And so here's an attempt by public, basically by socialism, essentially, taking money from um, through taxation and um, using it for things that, in my opinion, just are not the job of government, you know, to educate people. Uh, but that's just my opinion. And, and guess what happens uh, after all is said and done? You're right back to the same old thing. People are people, and you just can't change human nature. And that is that the more money you have, the better education you're going to get, even if it's because, you know, the school ended up in a district uh, paid for by um, 
by property tax on multi-million dollar homes or more expensive homes, put it that way. And uh, so your your school is better than the one downtown in the low rent district. Surprise, surprise. Oh my God, I'm shocked. Um, I don't think there's a solution. Uh, I think if government got out of education, that would be a partial solution. It wouldn't be the solution to the inequity between the haves and the have-nots. It's just the way it is. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. We're not going to solve that. In my humble opinion, that's off the table. And Well, um, well certainly, Tim. Well, 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 well I, I just want to jump in on one thing. Certainly, you're, you're right that there will always be an equity with wealthier people being able to afford more. But one of the crazy things about this is that they're taking the tax dollars from people and they're supposedly distributing it equally among kids. And yet the poor people are getting a worse product out of the same spending from the government, right? So the government schools in the wealthier district, the only reason they're doing better is because they happen to have a peer group where all the parents have more money. So they have more resources outside of the school system to help them with. But as far as the school system goes, they're, they're essentially spending, you know, roughly the same amount, give or take, you know, within the state. And what the craziest thing is, because I, I actually have kids in the school, they actually wind up redistributing some of the money from the schools in the better districts to the schools with the, where there's more special needs, because essentially what they'll say is, oh, you have more non-English speaking people. So we're taking some of that money and handing it over here. And they don't even have enough money for the products in a lot of cases. I mean, things like paper towels and other things, they will have a list for when the kids start school. And they say, okay, you need to bring in like rolls of paper towels, pencils, pens, and all these other things. So it's, it's just kind of crazy. Um, I, my understanding was that it was paid for one, from property yeah. tax, but I guess I'm wrong. Go ahead, Leon. I'm sorry. There, there's one thing, one little difference I have with what you just said, Tim. Okay. I mean, in general, I can okay. see a point, but there's one little difference here. To me, there's a big difference between government funding public education and government delivering that public education. Right now, what we have going on with this zip code tyranny is government taxpayers, really, taxpayers funding education and also the government delivering that education and they're delivering a crappy product so what we are trying to do here and i think and i think there's a solution to it because we are seeing it working in several places in the united states what we are trying to do here is to remove the government from delivering the education we just we're going to fund it but not not have the government deliver it, which to me is a big difference. Okay, so let's say in Sacramento, you have South Sacramento and it, it contributes X amount of dollars to, to this funding that you're referring to. Okay. And then you've got um, Carmichael and Fair Oaks and Folsom contributing Y amount of funding to this. Now, okay. um, and why, now and why, why is greater than X, I assume, right? Y is greater than X. Okay. And so it does X get added to Y and divided by some number or well, how, how do you? Yes. Here's part of what happens. Yeah. The yeah. answer to your question is yes, but the government does not deliver the education, does not deliver the product. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I'm well, sorry, and specifically what, what can happen too, Tim, like for instance, Sacramento City Unified, that's, that's where my kids are. And so you will have 
different types of schools within the Sacramento City Unified. You will have some good, you know, well, I say good neighborhoods, but upper income neighborhoods, and you will have some lower income neighborhoods in the same school district. So those kids, whether you're in one or the other, are supposed to get the same funding. Just because you live in the upper income neighborhood of Sacramento City Unified doesn't mean they spend more money. Your your tax dollars get distributed throughout uh, Sacramento City Unified. So you're not like, you know, just just the the the, the people who live near the wealthier school happen to get more money there. It's it's only there if they spend it beyond and above what the uh, what the government was distributing. And then, of course, the state, I believe, kicks in some funds, too. And then there's some potential federal funds, depending upon, you know, what it is that um, different programs and stuff like that. Well, well, there's a little complicated formula here. Let me just, let me just explain it quickly. OK, the way they do it. OK, this the, um, the state legislator every year will set what they call a revenue cap more or less okay this other revenue cap so let us say for the sake of discussion is ten thousand dollars okay the study revenue cap so what happens say, in a very wealthy district that can raise say in property taxes they could raise eight thousand dollars per child the state the um the the general the um, general fund will kick in two thousand to make the ten thousand in say butte county where they could only raise two thousand dollars per child the state this um the general fund will kick in eight thousand dollars to make the ten thousand so everybody gets well i'm not counting in the um, federal funding which is a very small portion but everybody will get at will go to school at the revenue cap but the problem is that even though everybody's going to school at the revenue cap the government is delivering the product and that is a big problem yeah okay so if um if you i mean you <laughs> If you're going to keep a system where you're going to tax people and take that money and spread it out, but not have the government deliver it, you're going to have it delivered by the private en enterprise system of some deliver the product. Of yes. some, yeah. Okay. So you've got to have some bureaucracy that that collects the money and distributes it out to these private uh, schools. Correct. No, well, well, it, 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 it can follow the child. So yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. What what happened? Well, well, it could follow the child. I mean, that's what I think Milton Friedman's talking about when he says voucher system, right? Essentially, is that the money follows the child. So if your yeah, yes. parent chooses to go to a certain school, then that money would go to that school because your child is going there, but not simply because, you know, he lives in that school district. It's wherever he happens to choose to go to school. So I see. So um, for certain parents that didn't want to drive, the, and also I would assume if it was private, there wouldn't be any extra tax money, or would there, to drive the kid? I mean, are they going to chauffeur him in a limousine, or are they going to drive I, him I in a school bus? Are they going to let him on his own recognizance? Is he going to? Is his parents going to have to do, do it? Is, do, you know, do you what's need? To, well, do you need to get a subsidy that if you choose, if you get an EBD card, do you get a subsidy to decide if you're going to go to Rayleigh's or Safeway if one is farther away than the other? No, I don't you think don't. You do, no, you don't. Yeah. So you exactly. wouldn't. So I, then. You're exactly. saying you wouldn't. Okay. So then the, the kids that live up in, in Butte County, they yes. would probably stay up there in Butte County. And the teachers that wanted to uh, get more money or something, or would they end up in a, in a richer district? So I'm, the, the private teachers, private schools now, I'm saying. In other words, what I'm saying is I think you're going to end up with the same result. You're going to have less high, lower quality schools in the poor districts where people don't want to live they don't want to teach those kids they, you know uh, for well, whatever reason but but tim you, you get 
uh, stores go the same way, right? Some stores market toward different people with different needs. So you don't need necessarily a Nordstrom's in a poor district, right? I mean, and, and that's the thing. You know, well, yes, yes, you do. If you're going to if you're going to uh, uh, grade the quality level of the education, you're, are you going to grade the quality level no, of the clothing no, you buy no, from Walmart versus we need the quality? Yeah, do, do we need the go? I mean, does the government have to come in and grade your trip to the grocery store and and figure out? No, but you, you do. You, you yeah, do. you do. And, exactly. Justice, and exactly the same way, you are going to have to grade the quality of education you got from your exactly. Butte County School versus the one you got in Fair Oaks. So that you know, and and the Fair Oaks School is going to attract the teachers that want to live in Fair Oaks. They're, maybe they're going to be higher quality. Maybe not. I don't know. But the Butte County schools may not be quite so nice. I just, I'm so I'm saying is that, to me, this is an insurmountable problem. That no, nothing's going to solve it, and certainly not the government. Obviously, they can't even fund it. I mean, they can, they're they're completely well, 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 off the rails. Speaking of government, let's let's jump in because otherwise we're not going to get to the okay. other topics. Here. All right. Uh, specifically, yeah. we have our Sacramento School District right now. They have a strike going on. And uh, maybe we could get the graphic up on that uh, um, invisible hand. <laughs> um, and so they, they've been striking quite constantly for the last, oh gosh, four or five years. And, um, and so it's caused an issue now where after all this COVID, after all the problems that we've gone through with kids missing school and everything else, Sacramento City School District teachers have decided it's time to strike again. So the kids have literally now missed a week of school again on top of all the the lip service that we've had about how it's all about the kids and everything yes. else. Now yes. suddenly the, the teachers are striking again. And of course, they're citing all kinds of issues with unfairness. But we actually have statistics to bring you here on this show this time. And so the state auditor in 2019 did a report because uh, there was uh, uh, some talk of them going into um, uh, what they called, uh, well, they, they would face insolvency and essentially have to have the state take over the school. Yeah. And so the uh, this was before COVID. So it was in 2019. And so once COVID hit, then suddenly there was all kinds of other crazy funding and everything else to sort of rescue uh, this system. But they're right back to where they started. But let me, you know, just so there's no confusion over what the problem is and who's to blame. Let's see what the state actually said about our local school district, uh, Sacramento City Unified. And so what they actually said here, and I think this is indicative of a lot of districts out there when you have government running the show. Uh, it says Sacramento City uh, Unified failed to take sufficient action to control its costs in three main areas, teacher salaries, unemployment, or excuse me, employment benefits, and special and, education. Uh, employee, employee. Yeah. Oh, employee benefits, employee benefits. Okay, and so the, uh, um, and they said uh, it increased its spending by 31 million annually when it approved a, a new labor contract with its teachers in 2017. Uh, so it said the Sacramento City Unified uh, School District Board of Education approved the agreement without a plan for how it would pay for it. Sacramento City Unified also uh, failed to control the costs of uh, generous employee benefits it provided, uh, which increased by 52% from fiscal years 2013, 2014 to 2017, 2018. And so I'm gonna bring you guys through just a few stats too, just to show you guys the scale of what we're talking about here. So here's how the money is distributed. Um, if you look at these green areas, these green areas are all about the employee benefits. So, and, 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 and um, uh, what do you call it, and salaries. 
So just this small amount here is for other things. So we got uh, books and capital and um, and this is contracts with uh, other services and such. So right away, you can see just proportionally where the money's going. Then let me just bring up a few other statistics and I'll throw it to you guys. Um, so how does it compare to other local school districts? Well, if you can see this highlighted yellow line here, um, the average total compensation, the Sacramento City Unified School District is, is making more than all the nearby school districts, Elk Grove, San Joaquin Unified, Stockton Unified, and Twin Rivers Unified. So you can see they're right there at the top. And in 2019, 2020, uh, they were spending uh, more than 20,000 more per teacher uh, in this area. And let me go to the next graphic really quick. Um, as far as uh, benefits that were considered, uh, they were spending massively more per teacher on benefits than they were for those same employees in the other school districts. Uh, you can see here, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like uh, 20,000 per teacher in Sacramento versus the next closest is uh, almost 11,000 in Elk Grove. And then finally, let me bring you to the final statistic here. And by the way, this report is available online. This is from the State Auditor of California, okay? This is what they said. This is the government saying this about this uh, government mm. school district, this local government school district. And finally, special ed. This is for like handicapped kids and others. They've just let the cost just sort of run up. This is what they have uh, the funding for, and this is the growth. So it's just absolutely outrageous. They haven't been able to keep any of this stuff in check. And that's exactly what the state auditor is saying about it. And yet they're claiming things are unfair and they need more money. So let me throw it back to you guys. What do you guys think about this? You know, Aston, Aston would say, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> government entity, a government entity is mismanaging our tax dollars. I am so shocked, Jason, you wouldn't believe. Oh, so surprising. No, but this is the nonsense that happens. Okay, whenever we have government controlling things, they 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 they're controlling the schools, the the, the the teachers unions and the allies in the Democratic Party, they're controlling the schools, they are misappropriating funds, they're spending money on things that they're not supposed to be spending money on, a lot of woke garbage these days. And then we see these outcomes. They they are on the brink of insolvency. That is what is happening here. And I will bet you within a couple of years that's exactly what's gonna happen. And now we have these teachers unions, the, uh, the, the teachers unions uh, put, um, have the authority to call strikes. They seem to be doing it now like it's, like it's water because they had one in, in October 2017, March 2019, April 2021, and now March 2022. They're going on strike. And what are they striking for? Now you think about this. Teachers are the only, are probably the only, um, entity the only set of workers employees in the united states who can deliver a crappy product and still demand more pay that's what's going on right now this is insanity at its worst and insolvency insolvency is coming not only to this school district the sacramento school district but to others because of this same nonsense i'll have to much mention getting a nice summer break too uh, exactly and uh you know i mean if i only had to work uh what is it nine months out of the year and i made 120 grand a year i would, I would be complaining it's not, I, I don't even nine months. it's not even nine I, months I, not even nine months okay well i work 12 months out of the year and sometimes six days a week honest to god and um 
you know, and uh, yeah, okay, it's it's not the, the most difficult job, I, I'll be the first to admit. However, you know, it's day in, day out, and I have to get up and show at work at 6 a.m., and I'm done around 6.30, 7 p.m. So um, the uh, the thing I'm trying to say, and I don't, I don't even make half of, maybe a little less than half of what they make at, at 120 grand. So um, the, uh, you know, they, I'm sorry that, you know, they just don't have my ear. And, but Leon, do you think this has been this way where school districts have been just dangling on the brink of insolvency for decades or how long has this been going on? No, this no, this, 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 um, this have really gotten bad. I would say in the last 10 or 15 years, honestly, okay. it really have. Especially yeah, in the that's big school, kind of what I the big school is. districts in the big school districts. Yeah. Well, I don't remember look, when my kids were going through school the, this kind of, of nonsense going on, and they went through yeah. the public schools. Actually, my kids did. So, um, yeah, and I don't remember, well, but I'm just so glad they're all through with all that kind of stuff. Well, well, let, let me throw another piece of evidence on this too. Right now, here in 2019, 2020, it's not quite the current year, but it says they're making ninety-one thousand in salary. Okay, that's what they're making for, like you said, that short work year, and yeah. and uh, the average uh, meet or rather the median income, I believe, is around sixty five thousand in the country. That's household income, yeah. right? So I, I mean, fifty five. You said I, I think it's or around sixty five. So, so okay. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, unfair. You know, I and and quite frankly, you know, you know what you're getting into when you come out of school. And if we had markets, you know, maybe then you could try and go to a school that you thought could pay you more because maybe they can use your labor more efficiently instead of just going to the government and asking for an edict on wages um, where yeah. you, you know, nobody gets to decide. But um, do you think, right. but Jason, do you think that is, uh, did I cut you off, Jason? I'm sorry. No, no, no. But we're, we're going to have to jump pretty soon. So make it quick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, do you think that's offensive about this is that these people are not educating, are not educating the children, the people they're supposed to educate, and yet they're demanding more. This is absolute nonsense. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you know, nonsense, speaking of nonsense, let's get to our knucklehead noise patrols. <laughs> on this week, it's uh, teachers that have ended up in the uh, knucklehead noise patrol. And it's uh, the, the uh, head of the teachers union in trying to virtue signal about, uh, you know, I guess they're too busy to teach. So uh, they're said they're virtue signaling <laughs> on Ukraine. And, and uh, they, in their virtue signal, uh, can you see what's wrong with that flag? And here's an actual up close of the flag. Uh, it's supposed to be the Ukrainian flag, and it's uh, it's not the right flag because this is actually what the Ukrainian flag looks like. The blue is yeah. on top, and the yellow is on the bottom. <laughs> and they make sure to put their logo on it so everybody knows <laughs> it's the future. And there's the AFT as well. Uh, and then when they well, realized that, they, they, they tried to Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> well, they stand with Ukraine, but we they, we weren't told that they're standing on their heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 I find scary about is is these are the idiots that are trying to educate our children. Okay, it's true my kids are growing and they're no longer in the public school, but I have a grandson who will be going into the into the public school system here pretty soon. These idiots are the ones who are trying to educate our children. They can't spell Ukraine and they can't even get the flag right side up. God, yeah. that this, this is scary stuff you're talking about here, man. <laughs> and and they want and me. they want more they want more money to boot. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and they, they, I find they, that offensive. They want to continue to mask your kids as well and not have to show up for any COVID risk. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, we've reached about the end of our show. Um, but, uh, we, you know, and uh, sadly, we actually have a schedule to keep, unlike the teachers. Apparently. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we hope to see you the next time. And until then, stay free. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, 